At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Well, this is a much better feeling going into week three. Welcome back to the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built on Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. If you're watching on audio, no, if you're listening on audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts, we appreciate it. And if you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, drop a comment, drop your thoughts tonight. We have so much to get to. But first, Lance, how are we doing, my man? Doing great. What a nice week to come off. Uh, as I said, kind of Sunday, just what the doctor ordered for Bill's Mafia. I think that everyone had an awesome time at the game. It was a little bit nervous at the fir- at the beginning. Um, the first drive didn't necessarily go the way um, the Bills wanted on either side of the ball. So the first offensive drive and the first defensive drive were a little bit sketchy, but that was it. After that, it was smooth sailing. So uh, before we get too far into that, guys, um, we are sponsored here by Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy app on the planet. Um, Go out, sign up using promo code BLITZ, and you'll get a deposit match up to $100 and a promo for a pick'em, a player pick'em. They'll give you um, a stat of usually like a player to get over 0.5 mm-hmm. yards and you can um, use that to play in your first uh, pick them entry. So go out, sign up underdog fantasy or underdogfantasy.com and use promo code blitz to sign up. You'll get your first deposit matched and uh best ball mania four going on right now. I've got two entries in there. Week two was rough. I got, um, <laughs> I, went, I dropped like a rock in the standings there. I'm back in like eighth or ninth. I was up in second on one of my entries, but, uh, yeah, Aaron Jones going out kind of helped, kind of hurt me a little bit, but that's the name of the game, right? So go out, sign up now, um, get in on the daily action. You can win money the same day. And, uh, that's a, it's a cool little thing. It's not quite sports betting. So it's, uh, it's uh, fantasy, it. fantasy sports and it's a great time. So, you know what you were better at though, Lance? Picking the Bills score. So we did our picks last week. We do every week. We'll give you our commander's pick at the end of the show tonight. And if you're on the audio platform, we'll tell you the score. But you should know it by now. Bills 38, Raiders 10. I had 27-13. We both had them covering. They did end up covering. But Lance was right on the money. 38-10. to 10. Lance, well, how, does, how, how are you feeling right now? You got it exactly right, man. Yeah, I kind of put it out there and told, you know, it's kind of a blind squirrel uh, finding a nut, I think. Uh, I like to have fun with these score predictions. I'm a numbers guy overall. I love to look at numbers and um, different things. So, you know, hey, I I think I got one last year, too, on the sit down last year. So um, this year I got one on the Buffalo Blitz. So uh, two years in a row, at least getting one game right on the money. It's kind of uh, it's a good time. And, uh, man, it was even better time to be there with Bill's Mafia, though. I'll tell you that because. Um, if you guys don't already know, Built in Buffalo is partnered with Game Day Hospitality. So we'll be at Game Day Hospitality tailgates all year long, which is right off of Abbott, um, right past O'Neill's on Abbott Road. There's a Game Day Hospitality uh, black tent. You can enter through there. 
Um, I think it's fairly, it's like 30 bucks or something to get for the general admission. Um, you know, you can come see us. We have a tent there and we'll be hanging out there doing some pregame stuff. Um, I just ordered some, some microphones and things so we can try to do, uh, stuff mm. without the sound in the background. Our, our sound quality last week was a little bit noisy because of the DJ in the background, but it's a party, man. And it's, uh, one of the most fun tailgates I've been to. There's food, um, drinks, everything you could want. Um, and so check out game day hospitality, uh, partner with built in Buffalo and, uh, you know, come, come along and say hi, if, uh, you're out tailgating. If you guys are in the comment section, let us know what your thoughts, opinions. We're going to get to a lot of stuff. Roy's in the, um, in the comments. Appreciate you, Roy. Michael, did Michael just drop his phone number on us? I don't know. I guess so. Michael dropped his phone number, sir. Any ladies in the house want to give Michael a call or dudes? I don't know know what his preference is, so. We're four minutes in and we're already in trouble. Um, Okay. Bills, 38, Raiders, 10. Where do you want to start in this one? So we're gonna get we're gonna talk about the running game in a bit. So let's not get there yet. We're gonna talk about what went right, what what needs work. We'll give you a player of the game. We have a ton of stuff. You know what? Let's start with the video. We'll bring up the Bills' second touchdown of the game and let's let's talk about this play. So for people that are listening on audio, I gotta restart the video. For people that are play fake, yeah, listening on audio, this is the second touchdown of the game. The play, the rollout to Dawson Knox. Lance, I think that we didn't see this a lot last week, and we haven't seen this from time to time. So that little like that play fake that gets the tight end rolling out. I love this type of play. Yeah, and this is kind of thing I was talking about earlier um, when people thought that Dawson Knox was going to be lost because of Kincaid being on the team. This is exact situation I was talking about in the red zone. Knox is a machine. They tried to do it and failed on the on the um, the next drive there, but. Here, you know, beautiful play fake, hides right the there. ball, Love that. and everyone just sucks in to stop because Murray had already scored a touchdown, so it's perfect design, roll out. They can't stay with Knox, um, and and he goes down and kind of just makes sure he can sec- secure the catch. So uh, really good play fake by Allen, and then obviously rolling out completely wide open. Uh, Mitch Morse so with a nice little pull there to, to get a chip on the guy on the outside as well from the center position. So mm-hmm. just, you know, what the biggest thing and the biggest difference between this week and last week was execution. And the play calling wasn't all that different. You still saw delayed runs. It's just that, well, now James Cook ran for over a hundred yards this game instead of uh, what he had last game. I don't know, 60 yeah. yards or something. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I think that you have um, a lot better result because there's better edge execution this week. And, um, I don't really think too much. He had 46 yards last week yeah. uh, for a 3.8. And, and this week he averaged 7.2 yards a carry. So, you know, the biggest difference I saw was that the guys went out there and executed the the game plan and the plays that were called um, to, the, to the highest uh, ability. Before I get to my point on this play, and we're, we're going to put up another couple of clips as we recap the couple of touchdowns before we get into some more specifics. I got to take this video down. Appreciate Dominic. He's back. I haven't seen him in a while, and he's back with an awesome super chat. If you want your comment automatically to come up on the screen, super chat. We appreciate it. You don't have to drop $19.99 on us, but we are very appreciative of that. Great win last week. I love the game plan. If we play that way, no one can beat us. What I love the most is that Josh just got under center more, and we allowed the offensive line to go to go do their do their thing. Big game from Cook. Let's go. We appreciated Dominic. But yeah, well, he brings up exactly where it was going to go, right? If you look at that play, um, if you look at the play, it's one of those things where there's a couple options, right? Obviously, the handoff's not the, the main option, but because Josh Allen has that mobility and that running threat, when he rolls out, the defense has to game plan for that. And the, right away, your, your linebacker's eyes, the safety's eyes, the corner's eyes go up and they see. Josh Allen rolling out to the left, like, oh boy, we have to go get him, and you forget about Knox. But if you cover the guy, which was Knox in that play, you leave Allen's running ability. It's such a good play, and it gives you it gives Allen two options. When you give Josh Allen two options on the play, he usually will make the right decision. I think that those are one of the, one of the plays that, when it comes to the goal line, 
it's kind of the plays you have to run. I loved it, and I thought it was very dynamic. And it's a simple play, Lance. It's not, like, crazy. So we appreciate Dominic. We appreciate the super chat, my man. As always, appreciate you tuning in. Absolutely. John Roberts coming in. Dawson has the second most touchdowns for a tight end in franchise history. Uh, We played Vegas. Oh, Edwin's not too happy we played Vegas. Calm down. Okay. I'll I'll calm down. I'm not going to calm down. Um, Let's go to – we'll go to this play, Lance. We'll go to this play. This Yeah, this is why I'm not going to calm down because look at that. This is premium Josh Allen. I'm going to rewind it. I'm going to have to keep doing this, but no worries. I want you guys to see it if you're on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Look at this. Josh Allen kind of rolls back to the right off balance and finds Shakir right before the half. Look, if you settle for a field goal, you go up seven, but you score a touchdown and you go up double digits. It's a huge swing in this game, huge momentum, knowing you have the ball. This is just like, this is unteachable. This is just Amazing. Yeah, great, great route by Shakir too, getting his defender uh, off balance and getting the inside track on him. Um, great concentration to make the catch. But yeah, the real star of the play here is Josh Allen, right? So um, if you rewind that again, you yeah. see him coming up and then jump back and just flinging that thing. Um, look at that. Look at that. Look, look, look the, at that front. <laughs> yeah, the vision um, that is there and just that. That nobody, I don't know, other than Mahomes, nobody else has that uh, arm no. angle and, and that ability to, to chuck the ball with the, that much velocity um, that quickly. It's just a quick release, gets out in a hurry, but also gets to the receiver in a hurry. It's not hanging the ball up in the air by any means. And Shakira catches it, makes a nice catch, and then does the rest into the end zone. It's, you know, I was thinking he might he might have been tackled there. Um, when he kind of slipped at the two or three yard line and he carries it all the way in the end zone. So that's one of the things that I noticed too, um, not to go on a tangent away from this play, but the bills were falling forward quite a bit on Sunday, James Cook, especially, um, he put his hand on the ground and got, and and got himself two and three and four yards more on every play. So just all over the field where I saw and the all 22 for me on NFL plus hasn't come out yet. Maybe um, I don't know if it's my account or what, but I'm going to keep looking for that um, to, to see the the coaches film. But from what I, just watching the broadcast angles, you just see um, all of that momentum for the bills moving forward. It's all uh, people falling forward and, and continuing forward after every point of contact. And even when defenders are hitting the Raiders on that, uh, on those plays, um, you know, they're starting to drive those guys back. So uh, everybody just kind of was able to win um, mm-hmm. their one-on-ones and, and really be able to uh, move their guy backwards and continue their momentum forward, both on offense and defense, I think. Yeah. And one final play I want to highlight here, another third touchdown. Look, there's a ton of other plays, but I'm just, we're highlighting the touchdown. Look, this you have them. I didn't. I didn't bring this up. The Milano interception, the Terrell Bernard interception, both game-changing interceptions. How about this touchdown? Which I think this drive was the best drive of the game. This drive, you're coming out of the half, up 21-10. You you have a chance to. This is this is a game changer. You go down, you score a touchdown, you practically end the game. You punt, you give the Raiders another chance. Lance, look look at the clock. Look, the touchdown's incredible. We can talk about it, but look at the clock. It's six minutes. They went from 15 to six minutes. It's a nine-minute drive to start the half. This iced the game. The Raiders, your Jimmy G, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs are sitting on the bench watching their defense just get marched down the field. It's it's deflating. It's skull crushing. It's horrible for the Raiders, and the Bills ice the game. They ice the game. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you know Josh Allen, classic, um, looking back across the field, and now you saw some of the defenders there were actually sort of expecting that. They they did um, have some coverage there on Shakir and things like that, but um, that's kind of vintage Josh Allen going to the right looking back towards the middle of the field for Gabe Davis, it's kind of 
you know, one of the things they do, they did it again um, on another play later in the game there where Davis kind of went up the field and they ended up getting, uh, I think it was like a 43 yard pass or something like that. So, um, you know, th- those are the kind of plays that really keep drives alive. Maybe it was earlier on that same drive, even um, 40 yard pass, you know, and it just, we talked about it before we came on air. The the Raiders got 40 plays on offense. Yeah. Uh, which is just incredibly low. I think the, the ball control um, for the Bills and then the ability to um, control the line of scrimmage as well with the defensive tackles played extremely well. Ed Oliver um, showing us that he's worth every penny of that mm-hmm. extension right from the get-go. He stuffed... Jacobs for a minus four yard run um, right off the get go. Uh, and from there, just kind of set the tone. Now, the Raiders did get that early touchdown. I think that um, I was telling Peter off air here as well. You know, it's just a couple plays, though, really. On the first drive, the Raiders went. Um, yeah. You know, you had a screen play that went for 12. You had the end around that um, AJ Epinesa lost contain on. Just before that, Devontae Adams was in the slot against Johnson on a nice fade route. And those were just quick, scripted plays um, that that the Bills defense just didn't execute as well on, and the Raiders did. And and that's why they scored the touchdown. And after that, they had one other drive that was a 10-play drive. Um, they only gained like 46 yards on the drive and ended up kicking a field goal. So mm-hmm. outside of those two, they had one other actually – uh, late in the game, I was whole, I, I think I was messaging you uh, as this was happening because I was like, oh, we got to hold them here yeah, so I can get the score right. right. And uh, sure enough, they ended up uh, fumbling the ball and uh, Bills take over with just a couple minutes left and, and salt is the game away. So if you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, subscribe, like, comment. If you're on Twitter, come over to YouTube and Facebook, drop a like, drop a comment. We appreciate it. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Odyssey, subscribe to the Built and Buffalo Podcast Network for us would do us a huge favor. Um, Bill's Mafia prods in the comment section. James Cook is second in the league in yards after contact only behind CMC. Perfect segue to what I want to get into next. Do the Bills have a legit running game? I'm going to run through some of the stats, and then Lance, I'll let you take it away. James Cook, 17 carries, 123 yards, 7.2 yards per carry. His long was 36. Damon Harris, 7 carries, 33 yards. 4.7 4.7 yards per carry and a touchdown. And Latavius Murray, six carries for 22 yards, 3.7 yards per carry, and one touchdown. Do we finally have a legit running game? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Um, looking at some PFF grades for the offensive line here, an 80.1 for Dawkins and, and Dawkins in the run block game, 71.4 from McGovern, 71.7 for Spencer Brown. Yeah, Spencer Brown. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. 64.8 for Osiris Torrance and then 67.3 for Mitch Morse. So uh, very, very solid game for the offensive line. And when they're playing like that, especially Deion Dawkins, he he had an amazing day um, on the offensive line. McGovern played actually really well also. So um, and, and also Mitch Morse. I mean, those guys in pass blocking, um, were phenomenal as well. 80.1 for Mitch Moore, 79.4 for Dawkins, 78.8 for McGovern. Clean too. 70.5 for Torrance. And then you have 49.2 in the pass blocking for Spencer Brown. He got uh, eaten up a little bit, but they were able to chip and keep um, Max Crosby at bay for most of the game. So I'm not too worried about it. But the run game, so long as this offensive line continues to execute, uh, I think we have a great trio, which I didn't I didn't think would play as big of a role. Um, but Latavius Murray is a legit back, and we're using him. Um, Damian Harris is actually not being used as much, but still being effective when he gets the chances, or at least was last week. He did have one more carry than Murray. And then um, – James Cook absolutely took the ball and ran with it quite literally. So I think um, if the execution can stay like this now, it is the Raiders. Like um, Edwin was mentioning earlier, um, we're playing a team that doesn't have a lot of good players. They have, or a lot of great players. They have a lot of, 
you know, middle of the road guys, just they have guys. That's kind of how it's been put, I think, around different uh, media outlets as well, is they just have some guys there and it's nobody that's um, great. They're, they're all good, solid, talented players, but they're just not making the great plays. So it's easy to say the Bills have a legit running game after watching that effort against oh, the Raiders, yeah, yeah. but I want to see um, – Again, this week, I mean, a great pass rush coming up this week, and we'll get into that. But I think that um, I'd like to see more and more of this. I think three three rushes for Josh Allen is great. Is what, great I, is what I like to see, and let the other let the running backs tote the rock. Um, he had one play where he had to really get out and scramble on the first drive. And then outside of that, there wasn't a ton where he needed to do use his legs. So that's a that's a welcome uh, change a little bit to the offense where Josh Allen's no longer the leading rusher. Also, if you think of the, if you look at the offensive line, they were very clean. They had one penalty, and that was Osiris Torrance. Uh, but this run game it was dynamic. Look, I, and I see someone in the comment section. I see people talk about it how they should give more carries to Murray and Harris. I don't fully buy that and fully believe that i think murray at this age is used and how or should be used in like not consistently right like he doesn't have the legs to take 15 to 20 carries this is not what he is at this point but he's good situationally that's what i was trying to yeah. say he had eight touches overall two yeah, catches that's fine. i think six, carries, six carries is good for latavis murray he doesn't need more he doesn't need less Damian Harris, seven carries, good. They both used him in the goal line back, so I'm sorry. And I know James Cook had a good fantasy week because he did also catch four passes for 36 yards, but it does look like when they get to the goal line, they like to go Murray and Harris. But we expected that as Bills fans. We kind of expected that. But Cook's the, the number one running back. Probably not close. Cook was dynamic. He was finding the holes. He can bounce it outside. And Bills Mafia prods in the comment section brought this up, but I was going to say this. When you are able to run the ball and when you're able to run block, you set up the pass game way easier for Allen. You make it where the defense can't just blitz or come after you, where they have to believe in the run, when they have to actually game plan for the run. And when you can run the ball consistently, it makes Allen's day so much easier. It just opens up the lanes. One, if you run the ball well, you're going to move the ball down the field and you're going to control the time of possession. Two, you're going to open the play action pass. And three, you're not going to let the defense just pin its ears back and go get, go get you. It just yeah, opens up so many absolutely. things. You don't need to have an elite rushing game, a consistent and a, a run game. That, and but this run game was elite. They on the day ran for five point two yards. They ran for one hundred and eighty three yards, and that's obviously two yards include the negative two yards of Kyle Allen taking a knee. But that's okay. Uh, Allen didn't have to use his legs, which was great. There was no really designed runs, um, which was good. He obviously on the first touchdown, the second touchdown, the Knox he could have ran, but he found Knox in the end zone. So it worked yeah. out there. This Bills rush offense was elite. Their pass, their run blocking was very good. They did their thing, and it just it's it's just an easier game to watch. And like I said earlier, that third quarter drive that just gutted the Raiders and gutted the clock, and you can go up 18 points, almost uh, a little more than halfway into the third. It's it's demoralizing, and yeah. they obviously they mixed in the run and the pass, but. The run game just opens up so much different dimensions for the Bills. And it also makes Ken Dorsey's life a lot easier. It makes everyone's lives easier when you can run the ball. You don't have to be yeah. – we don't have to be a team that just runs – we don't have to be the Bills in 2015 or 2016. We don't have to be that team. But we can be a team – And but James Cook is that guy. James Cook's a very good running back. And this is fantasy-focused uh, right here. But it, it works for when you're evaluating James Cook. I was listening to – ESPN's fantasy show with Field Yates and other people on it. And they were talking about they one obviously fantasy outlook. They don't love how James Cook's not getting goal line carries. Makes sense. As a fantasy player, you don't want that. You want James Cook to be getting touchdowns. But we get it as Bills fans, Harrison Murray fit that role better than James Cook does. But second, they they view James Cook as an RB2 in fantasy. If you view James Cook as an RB2, that's that that's good. If James Cook performs like an RB2 in fantasy, he's gonna be very good for the Bills. For sure. Yeah, I think that um, he'll get it, too. I think that yes, James yeah, Cook with the touchdowns, I think he's going to, um, you know, have the ability to get through the receiving. I mean, he's, he's got four catches in the first game and then another 
uh, what do you have four this game? So, you know, four catches per game, you know, for nine, eight, nine yards a catch. And then, you know, having the the rushing uh, totals he did this week with 7.2 average and over 100 yards rushing. Um, His long was 36 this week. So he's got the range. Um, Even his uh, receiving, he had a 26 yard uh, reception there. So I think that he's the kind of guy that's going to score from the 40, from the 30 yard line. Those are the kind of touchdowns you're going to get from James Cook. And especially in the fantasy game, um, when you're talking about touchdowns inside the red zone, you're going to get the bigger guys. Uh, We didn't see Josh Allen necessarily. I would have liked to see it. Um, and like to see them use the running game when you're down inside the three yard line and you have to go for it um, on fourth down and miss it. But uh, yeah, that was tough. That was the part that was, that was tough. tough. Dominic coming in again with another one. Um, <clears throat> I love the 12 and 13 personnel with the two and three tight ends, adds bigger bodies for run blocking, gives Josh more options for play action plays. Yeah, I think that when you have a dynamic tight end group like Knox. Um, Kincaid and Morris, those guys actually are fantastic receiving options as well. So you can't just sell out on the run because if they go play action, um, Quentin Morris is a really, uh, really good tight end for, for a tight end three. For, for I think that, um, you know, he's a very good option in the passing game if they want to run play action with those three out there. Obviously, we know what Knox can do and Kincaid has been just nothing sort of spectacular in my opinion. I think he's um, everything he was billed. Um, he hasn't necessarily uh, gone nuts in the, in the stat line maybe, but he's been very, very strong uh, four for 26 week one. And then week two, he's five for 43. So just runs with great tenacity. Um, hope to see him get in the end zone, which obviously he will. Uh, but yeah, just yeah. overall with the, with the two and three tight end looks, I think that, you know, having also some bigger um, receivers out there with Gabe Davis and things like that allows you to be able to, to run the ball even more effectively. Although if you're looking at PFF, um, Quentin Morris, Reggie Gilliam are the guys that have the good run blocking numbers there for, for those type of guys. And um, Diggs actually had a better, run blocking grade than than Gabe Davis did uh this this I week love, which is kind of funny. It's always, it's always funny how they evaluate that. How does Josh Allen have a 60 run blocking grade? It's amazing in the run block game. What did he do? I have no idea. He didn't did do he anything that he's the same run block. Him and Kyle Allen both have 60. What the heck did Kyle Allen do? Stand yeah. there and not get run over? No, the 12 personnel, they, they're one of the top teams in the league that use it the most. Obviously, we knew that was coming into the season. They're going to use Kincaid. I think Kincaid, and let's well, let's move to this. Another, let's move to what went right. I think Dalton Kincaid went, went right. Five catches for 43 yards. He was targeted six times, brought five of them in. But I feel like he was used periodically in big spots. He can open the middle of the field. And Lance, look. When you have Davis and when you have Diggs and you have Knox, it's tough for Kincaid to go crazy stat numbers. You know what I mean? It's just it's tough when you don't throw for 400 yards in the game. When you throw yeah. for 274, which is still really good, 274. But you get what I'm saying. Like it's Kincaid was used and he was efficient. We knew coming in or coming out of Utah, he was known for his hands, great hands. Reeled in five out of the six passes. Love that. That's exactly what you want. And I feel like when he was used, he was lowering his shoulder. He was getting first downs. I think I remember a couple times he was used to get a couple first downs. I think Kincaid was another thing that went right. And him being your, I would say third target, but even if you could say your fourth, if you want to put Knox ahead of him, like, and they use him periodically. Kincaid looks like better in the middle of the field. Knox looks like more of that red zone target. And it works. They scored 38 points. It works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the things that have gone right for for me, you have Christian Benford, you have Terrell Bernard, you re-signed Ed Oliver, um, Daquan Jones is making his presence felt. These guys in week two showed up, and 
I don't think they played all that bad in week one either. Listen, we lost on a punt return. Um, it was a very, very close game against the Jets. Could have went either way. If our offense took care of the ball and and didn't turn it over four times, we're having a different discussion about this Bills team anyway. <laughs> but um, but I not, think that go back. the execute the execution um, and and the rate of success that this offense had and that this defense had this week against uh, an inferior opponent, of course. Uh, like I said, you know they have. Um, some guys. great pieces with Garoppolo, Jacobs, and Adams on offense, um, but just they're not using Hunter Renfro. So, no. you know, on defense, you know, they didn't have Chandler Jones. They have Max Crosby, obviously, is great. But uh, outside of that, there's nobody there that um, necessarily excites me. So I think that <clears throat> this week against Washington is going to be a test, and I think that what what is really standing out to me though is the execution. I think the the play calling. I see a comment yes, about play you calling. Took my the play. Point. You took my point. Go ahead. No, well, the good. play calling is Go for it. Go for it. not that much different from what I've seen. I don't think they called that much of a different game plan. I think mm-hmm. what happened was they executed it. You see the same uh, runs in the from the shotgun, and and they did. I guess I'll I'll step back. They did, like you mentioned earlier, go under center um, a little bit more and allowed the offense to flow uh, a little bit better. Maybe that wasn't a comment. Comment. But we were also talking okay. about when it came to the the goal line play with Knox. Exactly. So, you know, they did some of that, but but they also did that stretch run out of the gun, the same as they did week one, and it worked mm-hmm. again, same as it did week one. It's just that you know we didn't get stuffed. And, you know, the first drive, look, we did get stuffed when we tried those runs. And it was two runs and then a pass attempt that Allen had to take off on. And, you know, that looked really brutal. Um, but outside of that, you know, they started once that flip switch and the, the switch flipped and they got the interception from Bernard um, really started to get things rolling. They were able to yeah. kind of get some momentum. And like I said, after that, everything was going forward. It was a, it was a kind of a, a steamroll from that movie. From that you know what it was? On. Play calling was great. I'm I'm not gonna not say it was good, but I agree with your point. Execution was great. Pass blocking, run blocking was good. Josh Allen didn't force a single ball. Maybe that interception that was called back, but I think he was hit when Before, he threw it on the on the fourth and goal oh. uh, to Knox. Uh, it was incomplete. It, was sort of forced because Knox was double covered. I, uh, I can't put that video in my head right now. I was mad. I got mad. I hit my yeah. hand on the table. I remember that. <laughs> I wish, and that's where that's the one thing you know. If you want to talk about, um, and we'll get you, to it, I guess. But if you want to talk about, you know, some of the things that could have been better is. Yeah, we'll get to inside. That. No, yep, go no. ahead. But I was just gonna say, Alan, like he didn't force any balls. Really, thirty-one for thirty-seven. Right. You see that tweet that I put out today, Lance? That absolutely. Yep. Blew up. Um, an interesting stat that I just came across, I tweeted, Josh Allen is currently first in the NFL in completion percentage, sitting at 76.9%. And that's with an absolute dreadful performance in week one. One of the worst performances we have seen from Josh Allen. Might be the worst performance we have seen from Josh Allen, maybe outside yeah. a handful of games he did his rookie year. So outside of rookie Josh Allen, probably the worst performance, and he's sitting in first in the NFL completion percentage. He took what the defense gave her. And I always say this, and I tell people this, and people get sometimes mad at me. I think passing yards are one of the most overrated stats in the National Football League. Passing yards are very good, but it's what you do with those passing yards. 274 yards and three touchdowns. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill he was efficient he got first downs he didn't force the ball a passer rating of 124.5 didn't throw an interception 31 for 37 that is dynamic that is deadly and if josh Allen and i don't expect this week in the week out because that's just not who josh Allen is he's not crazy accurate that's just not who he is 
you can get something remotely with this, even a step below this accuracy. It's 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 scary. It's scary how good he was. And he was taking what the defense was giving him. Was it Diggs? Was it Davis? But then it opened up the big play. He had Kincaid over the middle of the field. They marched the ball down that field. I'm going back to this, Lance. I'm going back to this. That third quarter drive to start the game, go back and watch. Everyone should go back and watch that 15 play. Was it 15 plays? I think it was 15 mm-hmm. plays. 15 play drive. It was perfection. It was perfection. Those are the things you love from your franchise quarterback. But you want to go to what needs some work? Because I think that's a good, I think we need to get there. Yeah, I mean, I think that in this game, there wasn't a lot to nitpick. Um, again, like like I mentioned, the first drive the Raiders had obviously was a, it was a scripted drive from the Raiders that they executed very, very well. Um, AJ Epinesa lost contain on an end round. Teron Johnson couldn't defend Devontae Adams on a slot fade. Uh, they gave up a screen pass to Jacobs. And then the touchdown was a little weird screen type play to Adams again. So look, they got their stars the ball and, and they were able to have success on the first drive. And then they didn't have much success after that. No. Um, the first drive for the Bills, which they need to figure out how to script a game plan to start the game. They ran the ball twice. Um, Cook couldn't find a seam on the first run, which I thought uh, the offensive line did a decent job with. And then on the mm-hmm. second run, which he ended up, I guess it's in the books, is him getting two yards on the first run and then three mm-hmm. on the second. And I thought the second run was executed much po- more poorly than the first uh, from the offensive line standpoint. But then the third down play, it's it's run, run, pass there to open it up. And that pass um, ends up not working. And Allen had to scramble out and run out of bounds for, for no gain. And then you're punting the ball immediately. So uh, leaves a little bit to be desired to open a game when you should have a script to open the game and, and you're not able to execute. But the, you know what? The defense comes right back out turns the ball over back to the offense on a short field and the bills get rolling. So I think that um, the, the, the thing that I would say needs work or the two things that need work in my opinion are um, coming out with a script on offense to, to kind of get some momentum and then execution down in the red zone. Again, the bills have not been very good under Ken Dorsey inside the three yard line. And that continued a little bit. Um, when they went for it on a fourth fourth down and, you know, Allen forced that ball into Knox there. Um, he was trying to get it out quick. He saw an opportunity, threw it up to Knox. He was double covered. Um, pass goes incomplete. And, you know, the Raiders get the ball back. It's inside the three-yard line, giving the Raiders the ball back inside the three when I think they were already up 11 or something at that point anyway. Um, doesn't necessarily uh, yeah. make it a big deal, but I still think that, uh, they were up four at that point, actually. So, so it kind of was a little bit of a closer game at that oh, point. Yeah. It's fourteen to ten, but uh, I like the aggression. I just don't mm-hmm. like the execution of whatever you know. Run the damn ball with Josh Allen under center. Um, you know, from from the two or three yard line in, there's no reason why uh, Allen or even the running backs, you know, shouldn't be getting the ball on a handoff. I don't see the need to put the ball in the air in that situation if you're gonna do it make it a quick screen and try to get um, the run after the catch into the end zone. I think that you have the players in Hardy and Diggs where you can kind of quick screen those guys and try to get a touchdown. Before we get to, I want to say something. I want to talk about that goal line play because I want to go over it again. Uh, I agree with you said, but one thing that went right, and I know we're talking about one wrong, just came to my head. The Bills won the turnover battle. Mm -hmm. Always good to win the turnover battle. Obviously, they did not do that in week one, but week two, they had the Milano interception, the Bernard interception, and Dane Jackson forced the fumble on Zemir White. But Lance, go back to that goal line situation, right? And the good thing is that it didn't hurt. Like This is a good thing. When you go back to something went wrong after a win, it didn't hurt you. That's always, I love that. I love that feeling. Because this was about under five minutes in the second quarter, but the Bills defense got a stop, and then they scored to end the half. So theoretically, it didn't matter. Could they have won 45 to 10? Sure, I guess. But does it really matter? No. But if we're, if we're, when we go back to look at this, it's fun to look at something that didn't go well. You're right. First and goal at Vegas 8, right, Lance? James Cook up the middle, 
to the Vegas for four yards. So we're at the four-yard line. Second and goal from the four. Josh Allen goes right for one yards and tries to hurdle Marcus Epps. That didn't go well. That didn't go well. I didn't love that. I think that run was, I think when you have to run your quarterback on the three-yard run, it has to be one of those QB, that was two inside the tackle. I, I'm trying to think back on it, but Lance, you really think it was a little too inside the line of scrimmage? I think they needed to run that QB power, two tight ends, Gilliam, and push it to mm-hmm. the right, push it to the left, and have him follow the blockers towards the pylon. That's what I like. Yeah, I don't like having him susceptible to taking those. No, hits. I don't. He, I like it. I like kinda... him running to the side, and if nothing's there, bouncing it out of bounds and just doing the play again. I don't need Look, him to he go got up three yards. He got us to the one yard line at that point. Um, yeah, sorry, so... I read it wrong. He got a three yards up to the one. Sorry, I, I said one yard to the three. That was my bad. I flipped it my head. But you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'd rather him go to the right instead of just going up the middle, or it could be the left, but you get what I said, quarterback power with the tight ends, with the blocking, get Spencer Brown in space, let him plow a guy over, let Torrance run a guy over, and let Josh Allen walk in. Third and goal, this is the issue. You got to punch this in with Murray. That's the problem. That's the play that, that, that hurts you. You come back, left guard, the Vegas one for no game. You can't get no game. You got you to gotta push someone. I go back, I would run a QB sneak lance. Right. Right. Do why why can't we do what the Eagles do? People complain about it, but it's legal. Let them complain about us scoring a touchdown. I don't care. Why don't we do that? Get Gilliam and get Murray behind Allen and push. Maybe they can't push Allen. Maybe Allen's too freaking big. That's the problem. But you know, you get what I'm saying. If Allen gets a little bit of push, he's in, and then the fourth and goal pass incomplete short to Dawson Ox. The first play was good. You got from the eight to the four. Second play was good. You got to the one. Don't love the play call. It was the third and goal. It was the fourth and goal play. It happens. It happens. The good thing is yeah. it didn't come back and bite you, Lance. Yeah, I would. I mean, if you're gonna try to throw the ball, like I said, I, I mean, line up, get a. I don't see how anybody can cover digs on a quick slant, and then I, I don't want to run a slant over the middle. You know what I mean? I don't love that. I don't. I don't necessarily either. It's too maybe too, maybe a corner out a little to that to the pie line you know that what's that called post no post corner. is deeper you know what i mean but you know like the you know what i mean whatever it's called the little pie line catch for digs when he gets a little toe tap uh, or fade yeah 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 but short the short pie line the little out the out route what the heck's wrong with the yeah. out route to the pie line it's um my brain, yeah i know what it is my brain melted there um and put you put the ball where it's incomplete or digs catches it that's kind of yeah. that pass and but <clears throat> like Lance, third and one at the one, third and goal at the one. You that that needs to be a touchdown. Yeah, I don't I don't see it. Like you said, there's no reason if you're gonna um, run that I, ball, just, just run it with Allen. Get him under center see. and get him going. He's six foot five. Yeah, get him low. You low. Um, just... And if you want to, you know, I don't, whatever. It, but fourth and one is really it for me. Where you're, um, you know, just. Either get him rolling right and give him an option or two with, you know, kind of an RPO maybe where you're able to, to run it. Um, I would have liked to see some action there where he, where he's, you know, handing it or at least play faking it to one side and going and because that was open all game, the, the bootleg uh, to one side or the other off of a play fake. There's no reason there uh, either just smash, keep smashing it uh, straight forward. I mean, the guys have been falling, you know, you had Murray, then you had a, a timeout by the Raiders. You were put your field goal unit on the field for a minute there, and then you change your mind. And then I don't understand necessarily how your um, your play calling goes from, you know, smash mouth to trying to get cute and, and run a pass play like that. I just didn't see, I, again, I have to go back and see the all 22 version of that. I haven't got to see it yet, so I'm looking forward to it, but um that was that was definitely one of the things that stood out to me that we could clean up a little bit yeah is floyd out this coming week look so we're obviously if you're listening to audio you'll see this wednesday morning but if you're watching right now you're rewatching. it's tuesday night uh we don't have the injury report but we know what sean mcdermott said yesterday he did say that micah hyde hamstring and i believe floyd with the ankle is day-to-day I would say Micah Hyde's probably going to play. Leonard Floyd might be 50-50, right, Lance? Would you would you would you agree with me or are you totally opposite? But I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say anything until we find out an injury report t- tomorrow. 
You know what I mean? I don't want to, it's tough to give uh for Nas yeah, not, this moment. <clears throat> not sure. Um right now he's day to day and they're both um, day to day. It looks like he um could both. have the potential to to sit this week. Um which and means if he does, that's uh that's not gonna be the the best uh no. news, but I think you have to um we, give them time to heal. That. And I think that um from what I hear you know, they're both kind of downplaying any issues that would see them missing time. So I think that they did get nicked, but I don't think that that's going to have them. They're uh, not long-term injuries. Yeah, they're not going to miss the game unless they um, suffer a setback during the week. I think that with the treatment that they're going to get, that uh, both Hyde and Floyd are going to be all right for, for the game on, on Sunday. I think Hyde plays. The good thing about the edge position, the Bills are even without Von Miller, and he'll be back week five or week six probably. Uh, he's right now he's a pup. They're deep there, Lance. They're very deep there in my opinion. Russo, mm-hmm. Shaq Lawson, Epinenza, and then Kingsley Jonathan. They're all I think can play. I think Kingsley Jonathan would play for a good amount of teams, not a ton of teams, but he would be on the game day roster for a good amount of teams. Right. It's just he's behind. Shaq Lawson, Epidence, Rousseau, and Floyd. And it won't help his case once Von Miller comes back. Uh, but he made the roster. But, look, I think Floyd's been very good. Rousseau's been an animal. But, yeah, the D, inside the D-line, the tackles have been great. But if Floyd does miss, we do have Shaq Lawson, Epidence, Rousseau, and Kingsley Jonathan that I think hold it down. But you do need Leonard Floyd because I think him and Rousseau have been a great one-two punch on the edge. And I can't wait for Von Miller. Lance, quickly, before we get to the Commanders game, player of the game. Yeah, it's hard not to give it to Josh Allen as efficient as he played. Um, but I guess, you know, typically any game that the Bills win, you're probably going to go to that Josh. name. Um, but I, you know, for me, uh, I think, you know, Josh Allen's the the player of the game by far. That's fair. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball, Lance. I'm going to go Matt Milano. Obviously, he had the interception that was in highlight reel. Uh, he got uh, Josh Jacobs got Milano'd. We're gonna call it like that. Uh, Milano had four tackles, three solo tackles, a pass deflection, an interception. He also graded out pretty well in PFF. Overall, a 91 point grade, tackling 76 and pass coverage 91. And he got an overall 91.0 pass, uh, 91.0 overall grade. So I, I think Milano is my was my player of the game. Uh, Bills Mafia prods coming in Spencer Brown, Gabe Davis, both good answers. I thought yep. Spencer Brown. Was I really cool. liked the effort from Trell Bernard um, and Ed Oliver yep. on defense. I think those two guys on defense really stood out to me um, as I was watching it live. And then on offense, you obviously have to give uh, some love to Gabe Davis and um, and James Cook. So, yeah. um, you know, I threw up the the Gabe jersey here. Uh, behind me to give some love. Uh, a lot of still some hate on uh, Tredavious White. Yeah, I mean, he's not perfect. He's not going to win every rep. Um, Devontae Adams is really a good receiver. Probably he's a great receiver. The best or second best receiver in the league. And if you're going to complain about him losing a few matchups to, to that guy, um, I'm sorry. Like, he's not going to be able to win every every time. He, um, from what I've seen, has uh, st- has done very well um, both games. He hasn't been burnt to a where it's really hurt us on like long touchdowns or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> the Bills' defensive strategy is a lot of times to to let people catch it in front of you and then make the tackle, and that's kind of how they play. It's how they've always played. Um, that hasn't changed under McDermott's uh, play calling. It's a lot of keep it in front of you and then go make the tackle. Um, you know, on the first drive, they didn't do well that well, but I didn't see that being uh, on Tredavious White. He was the second, according to PFF, second second in according to their grades in pass coverage on the Bills this past weekend against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bills 38, Raiders 10. The Bills move to 1-1 one and one and get a much, much needed Victory, last 15 minutes of the show, Commanders time. Lance, Commanders, 2-0 heading into their home matchup against the Bills. Week 1, they defeated the Cardinals, who are 
kind of actively tanking. And then week two, looked like they were going to get a loss on that schedule, but they came all the way back and beat a Denver team that is just going in the wrong direction since the beginning of last year. They are 2-0 with wins over the Cardinals and a comeback win over Denver. Well, we can, you can answer the question, and we also can just talk about it. Well, what are we looking for here? Well, look, I mean, Washington has some guys out there that are going <laughs> to be able to make plays. Sam Howell has shown a very good um, knack for putting the ball in a spot uh, that he wants to, and they're not always easy throws that he's making out there. So for a young quarterback, that's uh, obviously – encouraging for Washington to see. Now, Washington hasn't beat necessarily anybody that you would say is a, is a great win for them. Um, they did pick up back-to-back wins, though, and in the NFL, that's a good thing. I absolutely adore Brian Robinson Jr. Um, as a running back. I think that's going to be a big uh, thing to that, to watch this week, and we're going to get to kind of the, the matchups that we like. But I think that Washington – has a legitimate chance to be in the end of the wild card conversation in the NFC. I don't think they're necessarily going to win the NFC East by any chance. Um, I don't think they really have a shot at that, but they could surprise you. They have Montez Sweat and Chase Young on defense with Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen on the inside. That's a hell of a defensive line and the starting four. Um, uh, younger player in Jameen Davis, uh, I think is pretty good <clears throat> in the back. Uh, in the defensive backfield there, um, you know, nobody necessarily stands out to me. Uh, I think that, you know, that's the the place where they can be yeah. had. So, um, but, you know, you have Brian Robinson, Scary Terry McLaurin, Johan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. Those guys are all, um, you know, big time players. I think that yeah, they've shown that even if they get down, they have the ability to heat up and kind of, uh, you know, storm back into game. So I think that it's um, it's a legit team. I think it's going to be a pretty big test. I don't think that this is going to be an easy game uh, or, you know, the Bills are minus six and a half out there. Um, honestly, I don't know if they win it by more than a touchdown, but they might. It's, it's, and I, I, I wouldn't say that it's going to be a double digit um, win for the win, Bills yeah. this week. It's going to have to be earned. And it's, I think it's going to be kind of a, a slugfest, honestly. It's it's going to be tough. Look, right? It's – I like their pass rush. Chase Young, Payne, Allen, Sweat. Their depth behind them is not good. Like, they have no depth behind them. But that, that's mm-hmm. a good front four. The Bills are going to have to neutralize that. You have to give Josh Allen time. But if when you look at the commander's defense, it starts great and it just keeps getting weaker. Their linebackers aren't great. Jermyn Davis has not been what people thought he was coming out of Kentucky. Uh, Cody Barton isn't anything special. I like Kendall Fuller, uh, Virginia Tech guy. He's a corner, but he's he's more of a slot corner than a full outside corner. He's had a great career. Emmanuel Forbes is a rookie. Time to pick on him. That secondary isn't great, right? Like Diggs, right. Dave, and we talked about this last week with the Raiders, Lance. <clears throat> this commander's team is a good pa- better pass rush than the Raiders. But we did talk about how the Raiders' defense is better up front, and then it gets worse. It's kind of that similar type of matchup. It gets better, and then it gets worse. The Bills can give Josh Allen a little bit of time. I think he's going to have a field day. I think it's a, this is a Kikade, this is a Knox type of game. Uh, offensively, their offensive line isn't great. It's it's good. It's not anything special. They haven't really used Terry McCorn this year, but he's still – like you, his name is Scary Terry for a reason. Logan Thomas is questionable after taking that hit. If they lose him, their tight end room gets really weak. Yeah. Jahan Dotson, I think I love Jahan Dotson coming up Penn State. I kind of want to see more from him. Curtis Samuel's been up and down. Their run game is good. They lean on it with the young quarterback and Sam Howell, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. you got to get after Sam Howell. This is a young quarterback that is have, – have, the week one was not great. Let's put that out there. They they, they want a slugfest against the uh, Cardinals team. That is terrible. Right. Right. Roster in football. Week two was different. They were down big. And they come all the way back. So this is a team that can score points. But I think you can get after Sam Howe. I think you can, because I don't think that O-line is great. I think you can get after Sam Howe. I think if you give Allen some time, you can win this game. It's six and a half. It's a lot of points on the road. It's a lot of the points. We'll get to our score predictions in a minute. But Lance, give me a matchup that you're looking for in this game that you think the Bills have to win if they want to come out with the W. Yeah, it's going to be the tackles against those two 
big pass rushers mm-hmm. in Montez Sweat and uh, Chase Young. I think that another big test for Spencer Brown this week. Um, they're going to have to continue to help him out, uh, continue to be able to avoid Allen getting pressured um, too quickly. And like you said, with the Kincaid and Knox game this week, I think we're going to have to keep doing more of the same. The Bills are not going to be able to, especially against these teams with these good pass rushers on both sides of the ball or both sides of the line, you have to get the ball out and be able to avoid um, Allen getting, you know, getting hit too often and getting pressured too often. I think that um, when I'm looking at Deion Dawkins to continue his strong play from this week, and mm-hmm. then Spencer Brown hopefully can start getting some things rolling. Um, and and it's going to be tough because he's not uh, been steady on his feet. He's not been able to be stuck to the ground. He's been able, he's been getting caught between steps. And I think, you know, whether it's Chase Young or Montez Sweat lined up, they have a pretty darn good bull rush move that's going to be able to push Spencer Brown uh, back into the backfield. And we're going to need to figure that out. And I think that's going to be the biggest matchup that I'm going to watch. I, your matchup's great. Probably what I would go to, but I, I like what you said about the tight ends. And I brought this up. Kincaid Knox. That linebacking crew was not good in Commanders. I was a big Jermaine Davis fan coming out of Kentucky. He's not been, I think, what they expected. I think their safeties are underwhelming in Derek Forsett and Cameron Curl. If yeah. you 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 can attack the secondary, I think Kendall Fuller is good. I think Kendall Fuller is very good. Uh, Emmanuel Forms is a first-round rookie. Go get him. Go after him. This is a type of game where I think if you can set up a little bit of protection – Allen's going to be okay. And it's one of those things, and I'm looking at like the defense. It's not the Jets' defense, which gives me hope because I think the Bills just can't play against the Jets' defense. I think we've kind of come to terms with that. The good thing mm-hmm. is that the Jets probably won't be in the playoffs. But good for us. If we're in the playoffs, we don't have to see the Jets. But right. I think this, this commander's defense is good. They can get after the quarterback. But going back to the legit question, I don't know. This isn't me saying they're not good. Lance, I agree with you. I picked in my for my other podcast. I said one sneaky team. I I went with the Falcons, like an eight nine win team. This team kind of reminds me of the Falcons, right? The Falcons are two and zero. They beat who did they beat week one? Um, I forgot who they beat week one, but they beat oh they beat Green Bay. Did they beat Carolina week one? Did they beat Carolina? Ah, whatever. They beat Carolina week one. They beat Green Bay week two. Atlanta. They're two and zero. Washington's two and zero. They kind of both remind me of the same type of team. Young quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, some good weapons in Kyle Pitts and Drake London and V. John Robinson. Same with the commanders, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, B, uh, Brian Robinson, young quarterback, pretty good defense, has some guys, all that stuff. It's one of those teams like, are they legit? We don't know, right? Falcons beat Carolina, who's probably going to be bad, and Green Bay, who I think is better than people think, but they don't know if, I don't think they're a playoff team. Commanders beat Cardinals, worst team in football. Broncos, not a playoff team, right? Right. You beat mm-hmm. the team on your schedule. That is not the commander's fault. But when you're evaluating this game, it is important to kind of the eye test. The commanders can score. Eric Bieniemy has changed this offense, but this is a different type of game for the commanders than when you play against Denver, when you play against the Cardinals. If they get down like that again, they're going to lose. It's They're not coming back. It's one of those type of things. I think yeah. the Bills can exploit this defense in the middle of the field and in the secondary. You think that's a fair comparison? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the tough part about the matchup is like every week I can kind of talk about how, you know, we need to win the battle in the trenches, right? So I, well, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll try to you know, change it up a little. I'm trying not to be going to be repetitive yeah. every week, but you know I, that's why I went specifically. Battle. I wanted Kicking to battle. specifically Kicking say that the tackles, because, you know, <laughs> the tackles versus those defensive ends are going to be um, really good. And then, but on the flip side is our defensive line really does need to pressure the young quarterback Sam Howell we really need to be able to get um, a four-man pressure which we've been fairly successful at thus far I think our our interior defensive line has done a great job of getting some stuff up the middle that uh, interception for Bernard was manufactured by Daquan Jones flashing up the middle and getting a hand on um, Garoppolo which then gave Rousseau the chance to kind of sit back and tip the ball up in the air to Bernard making the interception. So the, the pressure up the middle, especially for the Bills defensive line here in this game is going to be something to watch as well. And if you're a young quarterback, what do you love the most? 
run game. Brian Robinson mm-hmm. Jr., Antonio Gibson. They are nowhere near Josh Jacobs. And the Bills held them. Josh Jacobs negative two yards. I don't love this commander's O-line. I think Sam Cosby's pretty good. Charles Leonard. Like, this O-line doesn't have a lot of names. They're not a good O-line, in my opinion. If the Bills can s- stop the run, doesn't have to be negative two yards because that's – I don't know how they did that. But you can, if you want to do it again, I'm not going to complain. But if they slow down the run, make Sam Howell beat you, I think they could win this game. I do. So For sure. it's one of those – it's a fun game. It's an interesting game. The Bills are, cu- are currently, and this could change, according to Caesar Sportsbook, are six-and-a-half-point favorites in the command at, uh, in D.C. with the commanders at FedEx Field. And I also love how it's another 1 o'clock game. I love the 1 o'clock slate. I don't know about you, Lance. Yeah, yeah you 1 o'clock. Like, 1 o'clock. I get so um, Five-time games it, give me anxiety. They give me a little nerves. Yeah. The one on the road, slate, it's fine. On the road, you know, 1 o'clock game for mm-hmm. at, at a home game. Uh, I don't mind uh, a little bit later. Uh, Bill's Mafia showed out this week. Um, You know, I I usually, you know, the traffic was backed up very early, uh, much earlier than typically. Uh, I left my house like 8.30 or so, and the stadium was like 20 minutes. What time did you get out of your car? It took me like an hour, an hour and 20 at least to get. You got out of your car uh, around 10 o'clock? No, it's actually an hour and a half. Yeah, I got out of my car at 10 o'clock because the game day hospitality. That's the other thing is when you go to the game day hospitality tailgates, their liquor license and things doesn't start until 10 a.m. So you can't. So if you get a night game at home or a 425 game, then you're able to start, uh, I think, four hours before instead of three hours before. So it gives you a little more time at the tailgate. Um, getting time free for food and drink there. So uh, as it is, you know, I, I heard this and I, I'll take it. You know, great job for Bill's Mafia. I heard there were only like eight arrests at this game. So Bill's Mafia was well behaved. How about um, that fan? One, one guy did jump into a some sort of hole without any clothes on, so that was something. Stadium. But uh, but he but, was also yeah. off. Um, he was also on some uh, interesting drugs. Yeah. So. so it'll be good. I think um, you know if we're gonna go with some score predictions here, drop yours yeah. in the comments, guys, now, and we'll get them displayed up here on the um, on the screen. So give us your score predictions. Man, so uh, I'm gonna go for. Sure. Unless you, unless no, you want you to take it. it, I'm going to go you first won. here. You Got won. the honors. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to take 28-23 Bills win. I like it. I like it. I'm. You know what I said? I said 27 last week, 27-13. Let's roll back 27-13. Not 27-13. I'm going to, my, for my score prediction, I got the Bills 27, and I got the Commanders 20. 27-20 the Bills. I think they cover that six and a half. Ooh, just a little bit. So that's my score prediction. Guys, drop what you guys like in the comment section. But yeah, this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a fun one. It's The weather looks good, according to ESPN, 75 degrees, partly sunny, no snowstorm blowing in. It's one of those type of games where I think the Bills can take care of business. Yeah. If they stop the run, if, if Washington can't run the ball, I think that um, it might be a long day. You, for the commanders. I think this has potential to get out of hand if the Bills are able to neutralize that pass rush um, mm-hmm. with their running game and then stop the stop Brian Robinson Jr. from having a big day on the other side of the ball. But outside of that, I think that you just have, um, uh, you know, for me, I'm not going to go two weeks in a row with big blowout wins. I'm going to go a little more conservative this week. And, uh, I hope you're wrong. And it could, it, yeah, I hope I'm wrong too. I think it could have the potential to be another uh, – two or three touchdown win for the bills. Uh, but you know, for the you had, sake you of 28, 23. Yes, sir. 27, 20. Okay. Okay. If you guys are on audio, Apple podcast, Spotify, or Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast, built on Buffalo podcast network, this comes out tomorrow at 1 AM. We always appreciate everyone. Oh, Michael DuPont's coming in. Bills, 24 commanders, 14. That's a good defensive performance, a pretty good offensive performance. I would sign up for that type of game. But yep. if you guys are on Facebook, if you're on YouTube and you're on Twitter, we appreciate everyone that is tuned in and hit. We had a pretty good number tonight. It was a, it was a fun show. Lance, tell everyone who we are sponsored by. Yeah, if you haven't already, download the Underdog Fantasy app or go to underdogfantasy.com. Sign up, promo code BLITZ. That'll get your first deposit matched up to $100. You also get a special promo for a pick'em entry. So you'll get a player prop that's either, you know, like 0.5 yards over, or you can take whichever you want. Uh, you mm-hmm. probably want to take the the higher 
pick on that and then, you know, uh, combine that with a couple more uh, pickums, and you have yourself the ability to win money the same day, easy withdrawal, uh, easy deposit there on Underdog Fantasy. So if you haven't yet, go out, uh, use promo code BLITZ when you sign up, and you'll get your deposit matched up to $100 on your initial deposit. Yeah, and if you guys are in the comment section, we appreciate it. Everyone that tuned in, if you are on Facebook, if you are on YouTube, awesome. If you're on Twitter and you retweeted this and you liked this and you followed Bill on Buffalo on Twitter, awesome. Follow Bill on Buffalo on Instagram. Follow the fan shop. Get some great, great Bill on Buffalo merch. Lance and I, oh, one I, game. I want to just, yeah. I, I like this thing. As a fan, and, and I, I'm only, t- I'm saying this because I really like the approach of how um, like Shope and the Bulldog on WGR approached this kind of a comment. And I don't want to pick on you, Alex. I love you. Thanks for commenting. Really appreciate it. But but as a fan and as as a person who is breaking down the games and stuff, I'm gonna look ahead. I'm more, you know, I'm I'm excited for the Jaguars game in London. You yeah. know, I, the team definitely needs to sit there and take it one game at a time. But me, um, you know, I'm these games are um come gonna be here sooner than you think. Um, this is my one chance every week to kind of talk Bills football. So I like to look and say like, hey, you know, we've got a, a long list of games coming up that are all important. But I, I agree, you know, the team is definitely taking it one at a time. And I think they're renewed. They're showing a little bit of renewed focus, um, you know, this week in, in trying to, you know, stay where they're at. Don't get too down on themselves. Don't get too high and come out and just take care of business. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, but I agree with Alex. If you want to not agree, but I, I understand. If you just don't want to look ahead, you don't have to. It's fair yeah. enough. But no, I agree. As a fan, you can. As a team, you cannot. Okay. That is going to do it for us. If you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, and you're on Twitter, we appreciate everyone that tuned in tonight. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts, Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Comes out tomorrow morning at 1 a.m. If you just tuned in and you missed this, you can always re-watch this. Lance and I will be back next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Breaking down the Commanders game and getting you ready for the Bills and the Dolphins. Hopefully everyone enjoyed the show. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills, baby. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.